of critics. Couple of critics. A couple of critics. Wonderful start. Couple of critics. Let's do it. Couple of critics. Just two critics <laughs> and hanging out and talking shit. Bam, bam. <laughs> two people who like to jerk off and talk about jerking off and music that jerks. Okay, so uh, hello, 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 hey. Hi, hello, hello, um, this is hello. 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 This is approved by your Lord and Savior. We are halal. We are the Indian version of kosher. Uh, praise halal. Okay, so uh, uh, welcome to praise couple of, falafel. <laughs> welcome to couple of critics podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. And it's been a while since we've actually recorded one of these. It feels like it's been. I had the. Has it? I recently had the norovirus. Yeah, you were puking and shitting like a maniac. You weren't around. And for I wasn't it, here for it. And that's that's best because you think I'm. So? I think. I mean, it, probably not for the the fact that the dog didn't get proper attention, but that's kind of normal. But I, I mean, the house may have smelled like my asshole. I have no idea. And I do have a track record of getting annoyed when people are sick. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have had to have had your mom take me to the hospital. That's true. I was on the road. I was uh, puking and vomiting for 10 hours. And it was insane. I was severely dehydrated. I still can't get completely hydrated. I'm drinking so much water oh, yeah. during the day. This is my fourth bottle of water God, today. Damn. And I have a large Dr. Pepper in front of me because that's obviously a <laughs> that'll, great decision that'll help to hydrate make. <laughs> but uh, yeah. You told me that by the end of it, you were puking or shitting or both. Every 10 minutes. The last four hours was every 10 minutes. Jesus Christ. I could not rest. I could not get... Like, I even told your mom, give me 10 minutes. That gives me time to get sick one more, one more time before you come. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Because it was like clockwork. And then I got sick three times before they even took me back in the, in the bathroom at the emergency room. So. And you told me... When you told me it was uh, that they found... That, I wonder if that picked up on the mic. Probably not. Uh, I farted. It. You told me that they found traces of the norovirus in whatever it was. I guess your poop, since you took yeah, your poop I to had them. to diarrhea into a cup and give it to them. <laughs> I looked it up, and the very first thing it said was symptoms include vomiting and diarrhea, and then it just stopped. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like wow. Norovirus is just severe vomiting and sh and diarrhea and that if you're young old have other situations going on in your life you may need to be hospitalized due to dehydration so it felt like fucking death i've never been sicker in my life but i'm back no more well i'm here i still have the virus you're, you're still infected with noro jones virus yes oh come away with me well i had a much better time as i was on the road Yep, that's what you do. Because <laughs> this is what I was thinking about this in the shower earlier, okay. and it's funny. Lay it on me. Because you you have tours and people like people listen. You know, you have shows, you have friends. There are people who I've become. You know, I wouldn't say necessarily close with, but like 
Like I like the Jeffries a lot. We've actually spent time together. Uh, they are like, officially friends of yours. Yeah, I, I enjoy them. I enjoy Travis, even though we've only met one time. Oh, he's uh, he's gonna be back around. And like, uh, Ron. Halverson. Oh, yeah, Ron, He's, son of Alvor. He and I were Facebook friends. He sent me gifts, but I've never actually met him. And uh, he was like, why don't you come around? And this is the thing that's interesting. People are like, oh, your wife, blah, blah, blah. But you, so you got this dog that we have. Yes. And then the, this dog requires like care and attention and things like that. But then you're like, I'm a road guy. Like, I'm, I'm leaving for the weekend Bye. Sure. But if I had to, I would either pay someone or ask my aunt. You don't think that's a bit much? What? To pay? To, or to ask? To ask your aunt to constantly, you should just give her the dog. Fuck that. She doesn't need that dog. She'll just yell at this dog too. No, she seemed to really <laughs> enjoy when she watched her last. Yeah, it's like having a, a nephew though. You watch him for one day and it's fun. If I actually had the kid... I'd have moments where I'm like, hey, fuck nut, stop doing what you're doing. I don't know. I like her more than her dog. I like our dog more than her dog. Yeah. It's so. not a creepy getting its dick pet weirdo. That dog also like <laughs> barks at you and whines and like needs uh, like your affection and your attention and needs to be like exercised. Miss Clarence, our dog will just give up and just be like, <sighs> yeah, and just take a nap. But she's also like 11 or 12. Like she's yeah. an old fucking dog. She's bigger. She's a lab and she sheds like a motherfucker uh, and you can give her attention and she gets sick of it and just walks away from you and picks up a bone and just goes and chews her bone. She's just kind of like, hey, let me alone. But the whole idea is that uh, people, it's just interesting that people will be like, oh, I, I thought I'd be able to meet you or whatever. And it's like, there's no, there's no chance of that. Like if you wanted to go, I'd get somebody to take care of her. That's the case. But then I'd have to I also th- hang out I, with you skating the whole time. Yeah, the thing is, you don't want to be with me on the road because I'm A, I'm sleeping in the van most of the time, 98% of the time. It's a van sleep, which sucks. There's equipment in the van, so really, really only one person can fit in what I call the comfortable area, which is not very comfortable. So if I could afford like hotels each time, or I didn't have to be there selling merch. I just think it would ultimately be a very boring time for you because half of it is very boring for me. But it seems like you you make it like your special time. Like this is my time because I'm going to go out. I'm going to skate. I'm going to play music. I'm going to check out new places. I, I get pictures of you trying food at new places and stuff. That's when I miss you the most. Is when I'm eating food. I'm like, man, she should be here trying food. <laughs> that, that's, that's not a testament to me needing to change my life. <laughs> I think that's most people, though. They like to go out and eat with their significant other. No, and I mean, I like to do that and try new things. It's just, it's just not surprising to me yeah. that the time you miss me the most and think of me the most <laughs> is when food is involved. Because, hello, I'm a fatty. If you came, if you came with me on the road, too... I wouldn't skate all day. I would get up early and get my skating in and then spend the day with you. I would make it work. I wouldn't just be like, guess what, Michelle? We're going to hang out at a skate park for four hours because that would be miserable for you. I mean, it. that's the thing. It wouldn't necessarily be miserable because at the same time, what am I going to, what do I do when I'm home? I sit on the couch and look at my phone <laughs> for 17 hours of the day. <laughs> So I can do that in a van. <laughs> like, well, I, I got a show next Friday in a fucking uh, 
Janesville, Wisconsin, if you want to go. Jesus Christ, Wisconsin? Yeah. That's a drive. It is, but I'm hoping I to sell I can't leave my... the dog alone that long. <laughs> no, I, like I said, I'm going to pay him to watch just always my... Or just get my mom to come over and let her out. She doesn't even need to have someone here. That's a lot of having to come over at times. Yeah, but she would do it. No questions asked besides, can you do this? <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> <sighs> or I would pay someone. You guys don't care about the logistics of oh yes they of Sam's tour schedule <laughs> and what we do with the dog and whether or not you guys don't care about any of this. This is such a fucking bullshit conversation that did not need to happen for you, but here we are. Why isn't that what podcasts are? This was, but I mean, there's there may have at least been like a story of like this interesting thing happened, but no, we're literally just talking about like. The logistics of something within our everyday normal existence that anyone would be like, did you take care of that bill? You never take care of that bill. That would, see, that conversation alone would have been more interesting because there would have been a problem and something to harp on. I did not take care of that bill. <laughs> Give me that bill. Okay, Give so... Me that bill! So the, uh, this is a podcast. Yeah, we talk We're in the microphones. Couple. What we do is we we give our opinions about things. We review things. We share things with each other, with you. A lot of times, they are from different uh, places. places. Yeah, than what we're used to. So it's a lot of uh, being introduced, introduced. I think that's the word. Yes, that's a good word. Uh, (laughs) And being introduced to new things and uh, checking out new things are just really kind of solidifying what we hate and like. It just really puts a line. It's exploring the other person through media. But it's also just forcing us to give things a fair chance before writing it off. Like if we've just been like, oh, that's something I would never listen to. I mean, it, we have to we, we make each other at least try and find something in it that's positive And I don't know. It, it's, it's a positive experience, even though we're idiots. We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're wrong about a lot of things. We forget things on the spot, things that we totally are completely aware of otherwise. But when it's time to record this, our minds go blank. So uh, we're, we're nothing special. We're not, uh, we're not professionals, but we like no. to have fun. And uh, we're just shit talkers who bought uh, some microphones. <laughs> that's true. And my... Uh, my belch smelled of potatoes. You know, this is also, it's also a way, not only are we introducing the other person to new things, we're also reaffirming things that we might think, which is the case of this review. So the whole idea behind this review, and we, we do questions at the end. If you've never listened to this before, um, explaining, you know, why we chose this, just background that we have with this, uh, but I'll go ahead and just kind of throw it out, which I did at the end of the last episode when I gave this to you is that I feel like people our age or, you know, give or take whatever, however many years, this is a staple for a lot of people. This album was a huge fucking hit. Let me see here. It came out in 1994, which is wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Jesus, I was only like nine years old. February first. So was I? Wasn't even. Was I was eight. eight. Wow. You was eight, is what I just. I was said. eight. I were oh eight. Oh my god, what is happening? I haven't done this in a while, so <laughs> it's like I forgot how to talk. Um. So, but it has sold worldwide 
Where the fuck is that number? Over 20 million copies worldwide. That's a lot. It's a, yeah, it's a huge amount. It's huge. It's huge. When people actually bought albums, it's huge. They make enough money off this album alone. But they keep going anyway. <laughs> we'll get into that part. We definitely will. Um, there were five singles from this album, which I think makes sense because, yeah, this album was just humongous. I feel like most people our age owned it at some point in time. Yep. Or, you know... And older. Older brothers and, and sisters. Older and younger. I feel like it. this album was, and maybe still might be for some generations, like introduction into, you know, harder, if you want to call it music, because you have to start somewhere. And what is this album? What do you mean, what is this we album? We haven't said it once, what we're listening to. Oh, yeah. we're. I'm. <laughs> look at me just poo-pooing around the, uh, the title here. We listen to Dookie. By Green Day. By Green Day. I think it's kind of... I mean, we did come in... Doing our Billy Joe. Doing our versions <laughs> of our podcast in... Uh, podcast hanging in my eyes. That was my Billy Joe. Podcast hanging in my eyes. That's very descriptive of what we do. Podcast playing in my ears. And then... Call each other queers. queers. <laughs> I always go to the worst. So yeah, that's what we're here to do. We're Just here homophobic. to <laughs> racist and homophobic. I mean, someone's got to be. Yeah, right. So someone's got to do it. Someone's gotta. So I say we uh, we start well, listening to this classic album, a classic, classic '90s album. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree. It's a classic. I mean, you may not like it, but it definitely. You don't know. No, I mean, I'm talking to people oh, like in the world. Like, you may not like it, but you can't say that this yeah. wasn't a huge album yeah. that didn't deserve. It, it deserved what it got. Yeah, it's like Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell. I may not like it, but it's still a classic album. It's still in the world of. Is it though? Yes, that album sold huge. I have no. I have, See, I don't, it's almost as big as Meatloaf himself. I don't know enough about it. Oh, it was huge. I can't get into it. I know it's horrible, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, it would still be considered a classic album. Once again, just poo-pooing on the whole point that you were just trying to make. <laughs> so let's start Dookie. Let's, uh, let's listen to Burnout. I love that snare drum. Or I should just go like this. I'm going to say this. This might have been... The start of Sam liking punk-type music. I think it makes sense for a lot of people. <laughs> it was it was a precursor for a lot of people our age. Not necessarily older than us, yeah. but maybe are older than us as well. Because yeah. it took something this poppy to work. And I'm going to go ahead and say, this is something that we have discussed. Um, hot take. I think that when people started talking about Green Day changing... I don't, and being like, oh my God, this is so different than it was. I don't think this is that different from when they started changing. Granted, I think they're in a much different place right now yeah, than I, they were. When I think of that angle that you're saying, I think of like American Idiot. Yeah, it was like American Idiot came out and people were like, what the fuck is happening? Really wasn't much different. And <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, again, I think since then they have taken a hard fucking turn. Oh, this new album. Is fucking way different. 
It's insane. But to, to me, this is classic. This is... Yeah, this is uh, finding my own shit. All the drums. I didn't get this from my parents. And you didn't either. You know who uh, got me into this? Your brother? Oh, yeah. This, I, I'm going to say that this is not only the album that got me into this kind of music, and eventually heavier, obviously, but I think it started Bob's little punk phase, too, because this is like when he's putting Kool-Aid in his hair to change his hair color and shit like that. I'm sure Billy Joe Armstrong had a huge influence on that. I feel like this, definitely. I remember the videos. This, this is something for a lot of people. I feel like this album whatever you want to call it whatever it was for you i feel like this album just is something for most people it's like a generational yeah it's, defining like it made a lot of personalities mm-hmm. yeah and it steered a lot of people's interest in music and i think that it it sparked interest in other things i i i think that green day deserves a lot more credit than they're given because they've become kind of like a laughing stock. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're into punk music. But then like a lot of the younger generation as well, I think it's interesting to see people who were quite a bit younger than us going back and being like, I love Green Day and Blink-182 yeah. and like getting on like the second wave of that. And then a third wave, I'm sure too. Yeah, I don't know about Blink-182 having another oh, wave. Oh, no, I'm still thinking of Green Day. But I mean, it's just the same sort of, but it was like the emo kids as well that were kind of into stuff like that. But it, it still just seemed like for a chunk of time, even people not necessarily not necessarily an entire generation below us, but there's it just seems staggered a lot. There's a there's a wide range of ages that I feel were affected by this album. I would say. And if and if not this album in particular, the next two or three, and then I'm sure, like you said, they'm sure they went back. Because some of these songs, like, uh, you, yeah, you can't get just, away from some of these songs. What's the uh, when I come around? That's like Welcome to Paradise. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if people are so. I was thinking more like the super poppy, mm. super like like if you like, wake me up when September yeah. ends. You could probably go back and be like, oh, when I come around. So, and I will say regarding the whole argument of you know whatever with whatever they are. They did change also in the sense of adding ballads because I think when Good Riddance came out and then they started doing like Boulevard of Broken Dreams and all of that shit, uh, poo-poo. No thank yeah, you. Yeah, but I'm going to say there's some ballads on here. When I Come Around is just a little more up-tempo that's ballad. A, that's not a ballad. The, the chord structure definitely is. Dun, 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 dun. If you slow that down, that's a ballad chord structure. Yeah, but that's not a ballad. Right. In this punk metal dude's head, it's a total fucking ballad. It, <laughs> dude, Total Eclipse of the Heart is a fucking ballad. Total Eclipse of the Heart is a shit pile. It is a nightmare. <laughs> All right, let's listen to... It's a dookie. <laughs> let's listen to track two, Having a Blast. So, I mean, still, this is all just hitting me. It hits me with a nostalgic wave oh, for sure. It was... When I first listened to this... For the podcast, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe how much nostalgia slapped me in the fucking face. I was just like, whoa. And I was like remembering things. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember like walking in Walmart and being like, we have to get the new Green Day album. And like, 
I bought the guitar book. I learned these songs when I was younger. I bought the Dookie guitar book. So it's like Green Day also kind of taught me how to play guitar. <laughs> well, for this Southern Indiana girl, a lot of nostalgic music, when I hear it, puts me on back roads. So it, it gives me a feeling of like it being comfortable, like comfortable weather, windows are down, just jamming, cruising, just beautiful day just it just it gives me music nostalgically from around this time and whatnot really like just gives me like a nature feeling almost as well so it's a whole like almost enlightening thing but then you know after a little bit it brings me back to reality i think music nostalgia can be just as strong as a smell you know, when you smell something and it reminds you of a person or of a place, or it just takes you somewhere in time, I think music can do the exact same thing. Like you said, it puts you in Walmart. That's what yeah. I was thinking of when you said that. Because, because for me, like yeah, like I can like, I can like smell the nature and like it. It just puts me in a, a place, a, a specific place. I'm sitting around wishing my hair was blue. <laughs> Billy Joe had one little dreadlock on the front of his head. I want a one little dreadlock. And then I eventually did have one dreadlock in my hair. You remember that? Yeah, but you still kind of technically have one little dreadlock. We just never called it that before. Are you talking about my penis? <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? This is my little dreadlock. Touch my little dreadlock, Michelle. <laughs> it got like this because I didn't take care of it. <laughs> it got like this because I twisted it a bunch. <laughs> Didn't watch it. That makes the most sense. <laughs> yeah, this makes me think of my brother. It makes me think of learning guitar. It makes me think of like wanting to look like a punk for the first time ever. And I always thought before this, we listened to this again, it was the Misfits. I always thought the Misfits was like my first real, maybe Metallica, but Misfits was like my first punk like oh, this is a way of life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And no, fucking sure as shit, it was Green Day. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. And it's and I've been wondering if I had never heard this and I listened to it for the first time for this podcast, would I be like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking awful. I think so, because I, I feel like... with I'm not thinking that. <laughs> I feel like when when that time came out and people were really arguing about it being so different. I think it was just that I think most people were just wrong. And I think most people had just changed and remembered this as being heavier than it was. Yeah, I thought so too. Because I thought, that. I thought it was heavier than it was. Not heavy, but you know what I mean. Like there it was more punk. I less less uh, happy chord progression. But yeah, upon revisiting it we need to get this fucking snoring dog out of here. <laughs> it's horrible. People like it. <laughs> Uh, it's so happy. It is positive, bright pop music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's shocking how how bright and poppy it is when I just didn't really realize it. Yeah. Even like the their heavy songs on this are still pop pretty songs. poppy. Yeah. They they got heavy. I think they got heavier in some ways as they went on. Oh, well, like, like Brain Stew is heavier like, yeah, than this. Yeah, like Nimrod and uh, what was that other one that they came out with after this? Warning, never that warning. That's really heavy. And you know what? That's when I dropped out of uh, Green Day. I I thought that song was okay. But by then, I was listening to like Slipknot. I think I was getting into much heavier music. 
and heavier music can make you a prick. So even though, even if I might have enjoyed it, it was Green Day by that point. I was just like, no, meh. Yeah. So, but yeah, I remember having, yeah, like Brains do. Dun dun. Dun dun. Dun dun. Dun dun. Dun dun. Have a trouble trying to play. And then I was thinking this. It doesn't sound as pop punk as like Good Charlotte or Blink-182. And I think it's because Billy Joe's voice is still like in a more punk fashion still on this album. He loses it. He's still got it a little bit, but he definitely cleaned up his voice as time went on. Oh, yeah. But it's still got like, it's almost got a Dead Kennedys tone to it. He like ah, ah, ah. he sounds like he 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 is very good at portraying the attitude, which is why I think people loved Billy Joe so much. I, I did, and why their <laughs> videos were so good from this time. Like Basket Case was huge, and you oh, know, yeah, when they're in the the in the mental mental hospital, home. and fucking uh, yeah. Trey Cool on the drums is like in a wheelchair playing the drums. Oh yeah, so the uh, do we need to say who the people are? We've talked about Billy Joe I Armstrong. I can't without looking at it. Billy Joe Armstrong, Mike Durnt, right, Durnt. and Trey Cool. <laughs> that can't be his real name. No, but that's what he's called. It's probably way easier. He probably has like a fucking complicated it's name. Like Dan Mazurkowitz or something like that. Probably. <laughs> Trey Cool. Mazur- That's the, the drummer from Cannibal Corpse's name is Paul Mazurkowitz. That's where I got the fucking Mazurkowitz. Yep. That's, Paul Mazurkowitz. Let me see if I can get actual. His real name? Real names. And then they had a drummer before this too. I don't know when he came in. I think he came in on Kerplunk. Okay, Trey Cool's name okay. is way cooler than Trey Cool. Are you serious? Yeah. His name is Frank Frank Edwin Wright the 3rd. Frank Edwin Wright the 3rd? Yeah. That's killer. But I okay, I guess he's using the 3rd. Not, not for yeah. the tray. That makes sense. So and he probably was like I'm the cool one. <laughs> But at the same time, I'm the one who talk like this. But that's the thing. Like a, a kid, a kid isn't going to be like that's a fucking awesome, distinguished like dude name. No, but the, like I'm. Sh- I mean, now what was it Franklin? Frank Edwin, Edwin Wright, Wright the, the third. third. That is so fucking like that dude has so, balls. Is dude, what it sounds like. That dude had a rich family. Is what it sounds like. Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> that's really what that sounds like. Okay, so let's uh, go ahead on to the next track, Chump. We have not gotten to any of the singles yet. <laughs> I might have to dookie in the break. <laughs> we can always uh, put our breaks wherever as well. People don't need to know when we take extra breaks. You guys don't hear the cuts. It's not like we're like, well, talking about burritos. I'm dancing right now. So when I was reading about this album and they said, like, this is the album where they were the first uh, major album release signed with a major record company. Okay. And they had a whole section of fans that said, Fuck you because you just joined a major record label. And they even had a club that they used to play at all the time that refused to book them after they signed to this major record label. So I was thinking, all right. So they thought, you know, these fans thought Green Day sold out. Selling out to me doesn't necessarily mean signing with a major record label. Selling out to me means changing your entire style 
to appease to what the major record label wants. Yes. So I went back and I listened to 10,000 whatever smoothed out slappy hours and part of Kerplunk to be like, let me hear if there was a change. Absolutely no fucking change. The only change is the production value. Other than that, I would say some of those songs earlier were even poppier and even sappier. So like, that is not a justification on this album. That was just people being like, you're not on an independent record label anymore. Like, dude, they're they're doing like what they part. want for a living. Yeah, this part rules. And it transfers into the next song, right? Yeah, but not for a little while. But it's 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 so shitty. And I had this, I probably had this mentality for a long time too. Just because they signed to a major record label does not mean a fucking thing. That means they now got money from the man to pay for what they were already writing. All that really means that's is that more they're, punk than anything. That they're going to be able to get their music out to more people. I mean, that's what the whole fucking point is. Yes, exactly. Like that's the whole fucking point. So I don't see, I don't, I don't see that as selling out at all. No. Unless, like you said, all of a sudden it's like we have to have this image and we have to do this thing because we're we're this new thing now. Yeah, that's yeah, th- I mean, that's different. The only compromise I think they made with the record label involving this album was they wanted to call it Liquid Dookie at first. And the record label said that's too gross. So then I just changed it to Dookie, which is still talking about shit. It is, but after having the norovirus, I don't like the term liquid Dookie as much. I was looking at the album cover of this, too, which I used to stare at when I had my guitar book because the guitar book was much bigger. I'm going to let this roll oh, yeah. on into yeah, this part rules. The, the transition. First, yeah, before you start telling all your stories, let's actually listen well. to a little bit of it. <laughs> That weird fucking break. I've always hated it. It is never a smooth transition when it... I think it should be a smooth transition. Probably was on tape. Maybe. But yeah. It did not transfer ever. This bass line is fucking classic. It's it's good. You can't deny Longview. You no. cannot deny this. This was their first single. This is huge. This, this, is, this gives me... Almost like I'm almost getting chills right now <laughs> because it puts me like I'm eight years old. <laughs> I'm a child and I'm excited. Again, I found this, or like with a sibling, or a sibling showed this to me, or a friend showed this to me. Like this wasn't trickled down from my parents. Like this is a piece of me yeah. on my own, yeah, liking my point. own thing. Good point. It wasn't like it was like one of the first albums that wasn't just here's Bob Seger, whatever your parents were fucking listening to, you know. It was my yours. My dad was listening to Bob Seger. It was yours. Mm-hmm. I and, remember. And my dad does enjoy this thoroughly, so I can't like say that about my dad. My dad likes a wide range of music, but still, I didn't get this from my dad. Yeah, yeah, it's still yours. Mm-hmm. It was made for you. Now, I'm sorry, you were going to tell a story. Uh, well, first, I was going to say that there's a Black Sabbath reference on this album cover, and I never knew it until I did research this time. It's got the woman. She looks like the Mona Lisa on the cover. But it's the woman from the first album, Black Sabbath. And it says, uh, I can't remember the line, but it has a line from the song. And I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. They loved Black Sabbath enough to put it on the album cover. But I also remember Daniel Beasley in band writing the notes to this bass line out and gave it to the tuba player and made the tuba player play it. And we were all like, yay! (laughs) (laughs) Classic. I was, I was so shocked about how much I was like, I still enjoy this. It's I don't know not. if I would if I hadn't heard it, like I already said. But I have heard it my whole fucking life, mm-hmm. so I was like, 
man, I still love it. I do too. <laughs> there are songs that I could do, not, I don't want to say do without, but. No, there are songs on this album I could fucking do without. But this is, but this is classic. This song is. This bass line, the drums, yes. the, I mean, this is a big part of why this album is good, yes. is this song. That guitar this line. sound. And honestly. The, the lyrics, you have Billy Joe just talking about being lazy, not giving a shit, just being a jerk off. Yeah. One masturbation's lost oh, its It's coming fun. right here. <laughs> You're fucking lazy. Hey, let it happen. No, I'm excited. Don't say it right before it happens. Fuck Billy Joe. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> this guitar line. It's heavy. Yeah, this is way cooler than Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Yeah. Or uh, 121 Guns or whatever the fuck that song was. Or the newest song. Oh, boy. And I'll say American Idiot. I was not a fan of that. But I was totally one of the people who was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. What is this? Yeah, but American Idiot compared to this song that I listened to last night and today, it's... I would, I would much prefer listening to American I Idiot. agree, <laughs> but there still is enough of a distinction between that and this. Oh, yeah. That there's a reason why I enjoy this and not that. Yeah, this has got like a 90s edge to it, so. So, needle and thread, I think that we should listen to a... <laughs> Cover, why you look disgusted in me? <laughs> I wasn't disgusted, I thought it was clever. I, I don't know where it came from, that wasn't planned, it just happened. But uh, we're gonna listen to a cover, and I like to include covers from a certain artist if they are available. Okay, so we are going to get super dick cheesy and listen to <laughs> Richard Cheese's Long View. Ooh, so far it's like it's like a beach. Unexpected. <laughs> it's like island music. I get, I get so tired of Richard Cheese whenever I've like put an album on. Get like two and a half songs in. That's totally Richard Cheese. <laughs> I think it has some life to it. It's from the island. <laughs> in a hut? Pretty <laughs> think he said in a hut. Classy. This is an interesting take. I didn't expect it to sound like this. <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> That's the thing with cheese. Like if I hear one every once in a while, I'm like, "That's ah, clever and fun." Well, I feel like that's different than his typical super lounge song. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, I don't know, template that he would usually use. The, him taking some island vibe seems a little outside of the Dick Cheese box. The Dick Cheese box. That sounds like something you would order monthly, like a service you would order. From the internet. I was thinking, dick cheese in a box? Woo! Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Every month, you get a different kind of dick cheese. 
<laughs> Dick cheese oh, of the month. You get a syphilis cheese. You get a herpes cheese. Herpes cheese is my favorite. Cheese. I guess you can't get rid of that one. <laughs> Nothing puts the cheese in my pussy like herpes. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Ugh, that was the grossest sentence I think I've said thusly. I think the female version should be called herpes and the male version should be called herpes. Hispies. Oh, <laughs> herpes. 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 Okay, so herpes, his piz? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. He piz. He piz. This is fun. This is not good. <laughs> I don't know why this is happening. I think we should. It's because of Richard Cheese. I blame him. He just threw us completely Absolutely. off. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so let's try and reel this back in. Let's Let's get that duty smell. Let's uh, let's let it bubble out your guts. Let's uh, let's listen to what I would say, according to scientists, is the third single off of this album. Welcome to Paradise. Classic. I would also say classic. This was uh, on Kerplunk, I found out. Yes, I found that out as well. And it sounds exactly the same, except for a little bit better production. It says that it was re-recorded. Yeah. So I, I I haven't listened to it. I actually have that lined up to listen to it next. Oh, cool. Because I want to hear the difference. Song writing-wise and playing-wise? I'm sure it's the exact same one. song. Oh, yeah, it is. But because it's re-recorded, there's got to be something different about it. That, that's just not as clean or whatever. I, yeah. I still just want to yeah. hear it. We, we all need to experience this. Better we production. need to. I need this. I need it. I read that about this album, like, every song was written and ready, so the per- the recording was so easy for them. It was like, yeah, we, these songs have been written, we were ready to go, we literally just went in and just laid them out, and it was done. I love that drum part that happens. Oh. It's just... I really like Trey Cool's drumming. This song is just so... It's higher energy, it's fun. This is like... Might be one of the most punk songs on this album. Like, even the bass. And he's, he has the total attitude. He has the voice. He has the cracks. I mean, it's not. he's not trying to sound pretty like no. he does later on. Yeah. It's like they're all really good at playing their instruments, too. Yeah. Mike Durant, his bass lines are very interesting. Trey Cool's tone and the way he plays... It turns out had an influence on me, and I didn't even fucking realize it. I didn't realize this was the longest song on this album. It is? Yeah. Huh. No, I'm sorry. Longview was, but they're both within the same range. They're both just short of four minutes. Longview was the longest song. Mm-hmm. They did that shit on purpose. I'm on to you, BJA. Let's listen to that bass. Is it is Billy the bassman or has he the guitarist? Billy's the guitar player. Okay. Mike Dern's the bass player. I thought so. Mike Dern has a face that reminds me of the guy. It's 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 almost like someone ran over the guy from <laughs> Everclear, and, and <laughs> like they ran over him in, in their car, and he's like deflated a little bit. Uh. That's what Mike Dern looks like to me. <laughs> Mike Dern to me looks like a dad. But still, like, just put on punk stuff. Art got hit and became Dern. Oh, man. Fucking Everclear. You talking about the booze? The old booze hound? I don't know if I've ever even drank Everclear when I was drinking. I have, but it was when I was young. And I hung out with a super white trash girl. (laughs) 
She liked to drink that and Jägermeister. Ugh. I the haven't worst. had it in like 16 years. The worst alcohols out there to me were always Jägermeister and Southern Comfort. Absinthe is also awful, but I think I put that in the Jägermeister category, even though they're totally different because they both have a licorice flavor, and they both should be black licorice, <laughs> I'll say, because I like red licorice. Black licorice can suck my ass. I thought you were going to say they should both be blacklisted. Yeah. I got to be careful about talking about black stuff on here because I'm labeled a racist. Oh, yeah. You should see her Nazi memorabilia she has. That's pushing it. <laughs> that's that's pushing it just like that Heil Hitler statue that I have that you're talking about in my shrine to Hitler in the bedroom. Push it real that's, good. That's the, that's the place to put it. If you're going to have a Hitler shrine, the bedroom, baby, where that's where the magic happens. That's what they tell you on Cribs. You always say, let me get a Hitler mustache ride. Uh, d- does it cost because it'll be like you know mustache rides like five cents or whatever does it cost whatever like gas prices are uh, a hitler mustache ride cost cost thousands of lives of jews that's what it costs well that's why i'm saying gas no oh, i didn't even think about that <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> it changes it fluctuates with the gas prices as oh, what a hitler mustache ride do you think costs? they gave Hitler a great price on gas. I thought he was the same type of gas. I mean... Horrible things. Do you think it was laughing gas? Do you think they gave him laughing gas? That was what was at the beginning to calm him down. That made them laugh to death? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're dying. (laughs) I don't think that's how it went. Your mom would be so upset with this conversation. I'm going to say a couple people are going to be upset with that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's listen to the original version. It is actually a little bit shorter. It's 14 seconds shorter. It's faster. Welcome to Paradise from Kerplunk. Sounds the same tempo-wise. No. A little faster. It's a little faster. And it does have a little more of like a junky set sound. Lower production quality. Yeah. I think it's very different. I mean, much more bass in the mix, too. I never didn't notice that before. Yeah, it's a really weird, uneven mix. The production level makes it sound so much more, like, together. This, it's, I don't know. It's, it's weird how production quality can make a song. I don't need sound better because obviously it sounds better, but like it just changes it because it's tighter and it just makes it a better song. Yeah, absolutely. This is if if this is what was released, I don't think this would have been as popular. Popular. I think they needed better production and a re-record. I agree, but I still really like this sound because you know I like rough. Those drums. That's such a huge difference. It's a huge difference. The percussion is where I hear it the most. Yeah, it's much thinner. Massively. Yeah. And that's okay, snare, I the chorus. For the most part, the vocals sound mostly the, like the backing vocals. Everything still sounds good. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. It's interesting that I thought. With the higher production, maybe the producer was like, hey, add some backing vocals in there. Like I the, was thinking that, too. Uh, or, like, harmonize better. 
No, they already had that already, on. Yeah, they already did it. That sounded, yeah, Billy Joe was the one who needed brushing up vocally, I think. Because he just, blah, 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 like, but that yeah. more was his style. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, I just, I think that they already, that shit was already tight. The backing vocals were already tight. But the harmonies was tight. They were ready for a major record label. They, they're obviously above the mold of what they were doing. It's. It feels like. God, this is such a weird pull. The Wizard of Oz. It feels like yeah. <laughs> when when they finally get into the castle, and they all go through their processes of being like, like they restuff the fucking. Uh, Fucking scarecrow, scarecrow, and then they they polish up the Tin Man and stuff. Polishing up the Tin Man is what it makes me think of, or like, like that that car that went through uh, Willy Wonka. <laughs> that was like soap everywhere, and it was a disaster, and it came through like squeaky clean. Yeah, like there's just something that it just went through a process that it needed to, where it's still the same thing, it still has the same components, but it does just make it better. I I I really. Th- I like Dookie. I think it was a good choice to yeah. keep that song because it's a good song, but it was a good choice to re-record it. Yeah, it's crazy what a producer can do. Obviously, better mics, better recording techniques, uh, more expensive things. Better mic turns. Yes, better mic turns. But the producer himself being like, no, Billy, you need to maybe no, Billy. enunciate more. You need to still give us the... Uh, but maybe say the words a little clearer. It's, it's and kudos to them to listen to that kind of stuff because as an artist, you're kind of set in your ways. Mm-hmm. So, and I've seen this on so many music documentaries. Like this producer came in, and all we did was fight, but the end product was fucking stellar. And now I love him. Yeah, and I think because it, it's not. Yeah, like he's Billy is projecting more. He's enunciating yes. more. Yeah. And I think that that's necessary because if it sounds there, there's just a level there. There's like a line of saying that like I'm lazy and I don't give a shit and then sounding like you're lazy and don't give a shit. Like you don't want to sound lazy and like you don't give a shit. So I think I feel like they kind of needed that polishing. I think they maybe went a little too polished, but I think for this, at least from the first two albums to this, I think it was a good, it was a good change. And even for a couple more albums, I think it was fine. I just burped and let it out. I know. You're you're pooping and you're burping and you're filling the house up with dirty smells. Welcome to my club. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's listen to the next song, Pulling Teeth. So this, I think this, it's suddenly very poppy. This is so middle of the line, mid-90s pop tune. Broken Boulevard. Broken Dreams. It's the whole, everything about it is more poppy. The chord structure, the way he's singing, the drums. I feel like any artist could have done this song because it just sounds like a basic pop song. It has the basic chord structure. Well, this he, he doesn't have like super. Uh, punk attitude. No. It's just blah, blah, blah. And then this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You almost expect the drums to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> Doing that thing you do. 
nothing you do. <laughs> I don't remember. Look, it's Tom Hanks. <laughs> remember. And Tom Everett Scott. That's the guy who's in I'm Sorry. Who was the drummer in that movie? Tom Everett Scott. Oh, okay. He's the guy who's in I'm Sorry with that Andrea Savage show. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was always my favorite character in that movie. I actually like, like that thing you do. <laughs> I would like to see it again because it's something I haven't seen for a long time. It had such a weird kind of ending, though, because like the bass player just like wanders off into a I don't amusement anything park. About and, like, you just never see him again, and then... And then the Everett Scott guy just ends up like doing jazz sessions with like a jazz guy that he liked a lot. It's very weird. But my favorite part of the movie is when he goes down to the basement and he takes the sheet off of his drums and he just plays a jazz song. And you're like, this dude actually learned how to do this. It's not a stand-in. It's not camera tricks. You actually watch him I think play the, the drums. The most important part of that movie is that Tom Hanks wrote a hit song. It's true. <laughs> and I don't think people remember that. People aren't giving Tom Hanks props for writing a hit song. And speaking of hit song, pardon me while we roll on in to the second single from this album. Sam, it's Basket Case. I, in my mind, this is the biggest hit that they had off this album. I would think so. This is like the song that feel like and it was the second single but to me it was the first i think so this is the song that got me this got my attention the video yeah. got my attention attitude yeah guitar yeah it comes Everything. in like i have something to say yes and it makes you want it because it's building there's anticipation yeah, yeah i never thought about that but and yeah, then right. all of a sudden it fucking hits not like you know dropping a beat but it fucking hits but when the say. drums come in it's fucking awesome yeah, it's good. Yeah. The song is classic. And then this drum fill coming up. Yeah. Yeah, this song Perfect. is Yeah, <laughs> the song is is pretty damn good. Mr. Frank. And this line Edward. right here was huge for me when I was a kid. Right the third? He said my life's a bore. I was like, what? Whores can be men? I was totally confused. And then all of a sudden, it's a her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so everything just keeps is, changing. Is that a transvestite thing? I have no idea. I, I feel like something like this opened my mind to just a world that I wasn't used to, that I had lots of questions, <laughs> lots of things that I didn't understand. Is that Billy Joe said that he's bisexual? I don't know. I think he did, so that line makes sense. If you want to look that up, you can, but I don't know anything about Billy Joe being bisexual. Siri. <laughs> I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> you don't. Hey, Paul Lind, what do you think? So I better hold on. This song was so big that Weird Al put it in a fucking... Uh, what's it called? A polka. A polka. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let's see. Billy Joe Armstrong. Bisexuality. Anything? I gotta read it. It should just be like, yeah, he wears eye makeup. <laughs> he sucks dick. If you wear eye makeup and you have a dick, you suck dick. You did say I'm homophobic, so I thought I would, you know, 
take I it guess, to the house. I guess in 1994, he talked about how he's always been bisexual. It's a beautiful thing. And then he's tired of people really giving a shit about it. So he would not like this conversation we're having right now. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Fuck you, Billy Joe. You're not supposed <laughs> to care about anything. I wanted to know to figure out if you were a beautiful, more beautiful person than I already thought you were, Billy. Well, he just has to open his fucking mouth oh. and smile at you, and oh. you can get all the beauty you want. Billy. So this song has actually been covered by a handful of artists. So that's super fun. Um, you did mention one. I was going to save that, um, but since you said it, I'll go ahead and uh, pull it up here. The man himself, Weird Al, he <laughs> did a, a polka and he put this in it. And I'm um, waiting for it to come up here. <laughs> It's worth always listening to. Do you have the time to listen to me I feel like any covers or parodies that this man also does should always also be included. More importantly than Dick Cheese. He's way better than Richard Cheese. Miles and miles above him. I don't mind this cover. I feel like it's the whole re- like end of the song of it this is. polka. It ends the polka. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. It's weird here. <laughs> weird Al. Yeah. Say that. You think he's ever been stoned once? No. I don't know. Maybe. Because it's legal in California. It'd be. I think he'd eat it. I think, yeah. (laughs) God damn it. it. Of course he would eat it. He would eat it. I didn't even do that on purpose. Well, it was perfect. And I applaud you for your brain working in mysterious ways. I'm like God himself. And Bono. Himself. Oh, in your face, Alanis Morissette. You are not respected as the Lord and Savior. Or at all. (laughs) You You didn't hate her album as much as you thought. But you don't remember. None of that matters. That's the thing. Even things that you've liked on this, you don't usually revisit. So it doesn't... Well, no, I've never liked it enough to revisit. You just... uh, (laughs) But you give it props and then you forget that you even listen to it. And you just go back to making fun of everything. Like... I make fun of what I listen to. It's fine. (laughs) But it it has to be legitimate. You, You said you liked her more. You liked that album more than you thought you... I want you to say right now that you liked that Alanis Morissette album. <laughs> I'm going to fight. Okay. I like cutting one finger off more than I would like cutting three off. That doesn't mean I'm going to cut the one off. And I watched this Dr. Phil video. <laughs> Please carry on. <laughs> Continue. Where this mom's drinking was out of control. Uh-huh. And she's so out of control that she woke up one time and she had cut the tip of her finger off. And it was like... Like, they showed pictures. Like, it was disgusting, and she had no idea how it happened. How did you cut your finger and, off? And there were so many pictures of her, like, face-planted, um, passed out, talking about her drinking problem. But her and her boyfriend don't think that she has a drinking problem. <laughs> That's how it always is. But her children do believe that she has a drinking problem. Your children think that you have a drinking problem. He's like, she's not an alcoholic because she, I think, an alcoholic, they wake up and they, they want to drink. And no. and that's what Dr. Phil is saying. And he was form. like, but I thought you said that she gets up and has Bloody Marys. 
That's on the weekends. That's Saturdays and Sundays. That's different. <sighs> Every weekend, she's drunk all day. And then when she gets home, she has uh, multiple beers, multiple vodka sodas. Like every fucking night. When she drinks, she lays it on, right? Every night. Yeah. But you know, then, but then it'll be like, I didn't drink this day, and then the next day I had a few, and then the next day after that I had like more, and then I went a little crazy the other day, and I don't remember the following day. <laughs> like, they, they say that if you have like more than a few, like if you're having blackouts on the regular or even semi-regular, or sometimes even at all. I would say you're having a drinking problem because you shouldn't push it. You, I mean, yeah. it, it shouldn't be, and it is. It's poison. It's, it's absolutely. It, it can kill you. <laughs> like it's insane that people do push it as much as they do. Yeah, I remember the one. Which time, is why I guess some people enjoy it being as diluted as they enjoy it. Most of the time, every time I experienced blackouts, it was, you know, until I went to sleep and I woke up the next day and I didn't remember like the end of it. Mm-hmm. But the one time that I went to a bar, one time. And I blacked out in the middle of my drinking and came back too. It was the weirdest fucking thing that had ever happened. Apparently, I got up out of the stool. I fell, went down to the ground. I went to the bathroom and I came back out. And someone came up to me, hey, man, are you all right? And I was like, what are you talking Why? Like, you fell. And I was like, I did? <laughs> yeah, you don't remember falling off the stool? No, I don't remember that at all. And it was the most bizarre fucking thing that ever happened to me. Not ever, but it was one of the bizarrest, most bizarre things that had ever happened it to me. It sounds like a fun time. But speaking <laughs> of bizarre, what is not bizarre, not bizarre, is... <laughs> not bizarre, not bizarre. Is the fact that they're clearly this super punk green day inspired this super punk teenager to cover this song. So I think we should probably listen to a live version of Justin Bieber. Miss Avril Levine herself oh, covering Basket Case. I want to wear a tie right now. Uh, yeah. Now is this the original Avril Levine or is this the replacement Avril Levine? This is this is the original. Okay. This is pre-Nickelback. She didn't put her own spin on it at all except for her accent. It lost balls somehow. Boring. That drum feels suck. And now she's singing it. I mean, she's singing it too. I feel like Billy Joe is more like, Slash bring it me down. Like, I feel like he was more like proclaiming something and she's just like, He said my life's a bore. <laughs> Look at me, guys. Look at me. I'm so punk. <laughs> Look at this justifying and validating my punkness by doing the punkiest song. Basket case. See, and that's the thing, because then people want to be like, punk, Green Day. And I totally understand where you'd be like, not really, (laughs) because they have, it's pop with a punk twist. Absolutely. It is not punk. not straight punk in any way. It is not punk that's kind of pop. It is pop with a punk accent. Yes. That's it. Pop punk. I mean, pop comes first in that phrase. Yeah. (laughs) 
So it's time to take a break. I think that after all of the, the, the music that we've heard, we've heard a bunch of hits so far. We've heard some amazing covers. And I mean, all you have to hear is a little bit of Avril Lavigne. And that's, I mean, that, that makes the whole podcast I mean, better. I could stop the podcast right now and be happy because of Avril. Well, we can't stop it because we have to take a break and then come back. So now let's just stop Avril, baby. Avril. No, I, I want to go out better than this. <laughs> I want to take us out okay. better than this. Let's take, listen to. Take me to the moon. Let's listen to Father of All Motherfuckers, the latest song. By oh, Day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is. You need a taste this of, of what they've turned so into. So weird. I don't. I can't believe it's. Green it's Day. insane. It sounds like. It sounds like a crazy wild thing that Jack White went off on. But not as good. No. Like, it just sounds so trendy. And generic. There's nothing. Ab- yeah, I don't hear it at all. You have a massive sunburn. Do I? Pull your sleeve up, fucking ginger. My driving arm. <laughs> well, we're going to jam out to this super punk rock and roll song, and we'll be back. Uh, yeah, uh, this episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by... Need to cure some meat? Get some saltpeter! Need to brush some sensitive teeth? Get some saltpeter! Need to oxidize a rocket? Get some saltpeter! Need to lower your libido? Get some saltpeter! Whoa. I don't remember this, but I know that this was a hit or a song that they released, and I used to like it. I fucking flashback, man. Hitching a ride. I see. I I like this. Unfortunately, this is the album that had good riddance. So this was the album where they started changing. But I like this, too. This also had Nice Guys Finish Last. I don't know that. Nice Guys Finish Last when you run out of gas. (laughs) Not the same chord progression as brains do. <laughs> I'm waiting for some. There's something that else that happens in this. Let's keep it playing. I haven't heard this in years, so. No, I forgot it existed. Me too. I'm telling you, certain Green Day songs. I feel like I'm at uh, what used to be our local bowl arena, <laughs> the East Bowl. Green Day songs get played like a motherfucker. And Metallica. Yeah, ACDC. Is this just the song? I feel like this isn't just the song. I feel like something else has to happen. I don't know. Like there's an but official I like, chorus. I like the guitar tone. It sounds grungier. I don't remember this. Yeah, I don't remember that at all, but you did. <laughs> I came, wow. came back in my blood. I, I liked it. Uh, yeah. I think I'm also at the age, and I don't really give a fuck what people see. Like, as a metal kid, younger, you're always like, I don't give a fuck what people think. But you totally gave a shit what people thought because you'd be so fucking up your own ass. I totally gave a shit what people think. And now I thought, re- I honestly, and and now I honestly don't. Where it's like, no, I like what I like. I don't give a shit. Like, so now I'm, I enjoyed that. It felt good. 
felt nostalgic. That well, yeah, that that did have a nice feeling. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, that because that was the part that I like. That da dun da da dun da. Yeah. But that's the thing. That is what I like about Green Day. I do like that part of their sound. Like that to me sounds like Green Day. Yeah, that totally style. Good. And I dig it. <laughs> dehydrated. <laughs> oh God. So yeah. Hello. Couple of critics podcast. Hi, we are was back. dehydrated. I was because I norovirus. She took a big old shit. Yeah, just one. <laughs> I wish it was just one giant shit. I wish I wasn't just. I was like a waterfall from both ends, Ugh. sitting on the toilet, projectile vomiting into the shower. Yeah, I remember you told me I went into the shower. Mm-hmm. That's that's a level of sick I've never been at. It's because when I tried to do it into the sink on the other side of me, it went like everywhere. It went like more than in the sink bowl. It went on the sides. It went on the floor and like on that rug. Yeah. It it fucking went everywhere. It was so much. It was like like projectile. Oh boy. Norovirus. Norovirus. Noro Jones virus. Don't recommend it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm so glad I didn't get it. Yeah, you are lucky because I'm. I flaked off all over the place. Flaked off. That's what it it said on on the internet that you flake. I read that. Yeah. Michelle's got the flakes. Flakes, flakes. (laughs) Okay, so let's uh, let's get back into this album. We are listening to Green Day's Dookie. This is the fifth and final single. We have yeah we've no no. This this is the fifth and final <laughs> single, but we haven't gotten to all of the singles okay. yet, is what I mean by that. So this was their last single, She. Oh, man, this song. She. This song is barely over two minutes long. And there are so many songs on here. Most of these are two-minute long songs. Maybe a, a minute and something, but wow. I love Mike Dern's bass tone. I'm not like a huge fan of this song at all. But a bass tone, fucking love it. I like this more than I don't know pulling teeth. This this also just it's not this song because I don't really care about this song as much. But yeah, the whole like melody is Green Day and this 100%. line too. Just for you. So yeah, it's all. This is in the background. I remember this is one of the songs that for some reason I learned to play off this album. Like, I have a memory of playing this song and singing. Maybe because it was one of the easier ones to sing Probably and play. It was easier to sing and play and it was a song that you were more familiar with because it was like a single. I'm doing it at our show. <laughs> there actually probably be a couple Green Day songs that would translate over. Probably. For the show. Huh. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, we do have a show coming up. We haven't put any time into. We need to. Or thought. Yeah, we need to do that. We need to be better about things. Lots of things. So for most of my life, for some reason, is it taking... He's taking heat just for you, I thought it was heed. Okay, that's what I always thought. Does that make sense? I don't know what that means. It doesn't mean it doesn't make sense just because I don't know what it means. I've always known it as, like, heed my warning, you know? Oh, ah. So maybe he's walking on eggshells just for her? Maybe. I don't know. I don't to really me, it makes more sense lyrics. taking heat just for you. But I've always thought it was heed. I'm glad yeah. I'm not the only one. Scream at me. 
until my e-. like he's just dealing with it. And then for some reason there's a lady that harmonizes with him out of nowhere. That was really weird. I never noticed that. You didn't? No. Did you hear it this time? No. Oh my goodness. Let's go back a little bit. Yeah, there's a lady all of a sudden. It's not very cool. Let me go back a little bit further. Right here. Doesn't sound like a lady. Yeah, it does. <laughs> to me, it sounds like Trey Cool to me. Sounding like a woman? At the very end of it, when you were when you started talking, is yeah, when I'm it, turning it up. To me, when it sounds like a woman. I hear a woman tone, but I think it's just Trey Cool going real high. I think it doesn't sound like a man at all. That sounds like a woman just... Like there was just a woman in the studio... And they were just like, can you just do this line? Could have been. And that's the, because that's the only part of the song where that voice comes in. Yeah. And it's the only time on that album that you hear that voice too? From, yeah. yeah. It's always stood out Who, to me. I would like to know. I'm surprised you've never heard it before. But you don't hear things. I'm, I might have heard it, but I never, I don't think I ever thought it was a woman. I just always thought it was, Trey going like this. <laughs> Unless he just has a more feminine sounding voice than He's I thought. He's got a higher voice. At least he did back then. He'd be like, hi, I'm Trey Cool. And yeah, he had like but, a weird lisp. But his harmonies and things don't ever sound yeah. like a female. I mean, that sounded like a female tone to me. Most of the time his harmonies are like this. Taking heed just for you. Take me out <laughs> to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. <laughs> Buy me some penis Peanuts. and cracker jacks. <laughs> Okay. What's up? You said buy me some penis and Cracker Jacks, right? Yeah, I think you keep cracking, crackling. Crackly cacking? I think you need to adjust your cable. Oh, I just hit myself in the fucking mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. By adjusting his cable, he was, just ejected it directly into trick? his mouth. Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> I didn't tell your hands to do that. Oh, my God. I feel stupid All right. <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> Let's keep the album moving with Sassafras Roots. Oh, okay. Super happy. Yeah, this is a song that I, I feel like, for me, I growing up, this was an, one of the first albums that I would listen to in full. Really? I mean, aside from like what was played around. I'm no, I can't necessarily say that, but yeah, I feel like a lot of my life has been listening to songs. I mean, I've listened to tons and tons of albums. I've loved tons of albums, but being like a more album-based, this was because this was before. What's this? See, it's hard for me to really line things up because just because something came out at a time at a certain time doesn't mean that I was immediately introduced to it. That's very true. So it's hard to say like. Was I listening to this at the same time I was listening to TLC? Or was I listening to TLC first and I knew that this existed? But I feel like I didn't really get into this. I don't feel like I was necessarily into this in 1994. Wasting your time. 
<laughs> Sorry. And that's how we treat the dog. <laughs> it's because you didn't hear all of the times that we tried to tell her to go away. And she, she literally goes an inch and then turns around and is like, is this okay? Go! She wants, she wants to be with us. She wants to snore and chomp and make a bunch of noise, and people don't want to hear that. <laughs> I do. I don't give a shit. <laughs> You sure about that? Yeah. I wouldn't even notice it. <laughs> well, what you heard was the last resort. There was a lot of things happening silently. <laughs> a lot of arms moving. She's just a really nervous dog, and she second guesses herself. So you have to scream at her <laughs> to make her listen. I wonder why she's nervous. <laughs> it's not like I hit her. Today. <laughs> That was a joke. We do not hit the dog. I'm going to hit you. Go for it. Because that's way more socially acceptable than animal cruelty. My Pe wife hit me. Pe Loser. People, <laughs> people forgave Mike Tyson, but they do not want to forgive Michael Vick. That's very true. And he raped a woman. That's very true. But Michael Vick raped a dog. <laughs> And we hold that, <laughs> yeah, that's worse than a human. It's grosser. <laughs> you didn't fuck a dog. That's what you say. <laughs> I'm under the belief that Michael Vick fucked a dog. Do you even know who Michael Vick is? Yeah, he's the dog ring fighting guy. Wasn't he a You're football player? so out of touch with reality that I don't even know what you know at this point. <laughs> I do like to make stuff up, but I'm aware of what's going on. You do like to make stuff up, huh? I'm thinking with sand here. <clears throat> You're thinking like the mummy? Yes. Uh, that guy that was in Titanic. Ew. He was, ew. Fucking Billy Zane. Wasn't he the mummy? He was in a mummy, but I mean, there was Brendan Fraser. There was, yeah, that was the same Thomas one. Hayden Church. There are many characters that were sandy in the mummy. <laughs> the Rock. The Rock was the Scorpion King. Uh, but it came from the mummy, didn't yeah, it? But the mummy himself was Zane. I don't like that. Imhotep, I think was his name, which I know from Eisner's Horror Show. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm Hotep. I'm Bubba Hotep. I'm Bubba Hotep. Watch me Great go. Great movie. Great fucking movie. I disagree. Yes, I do. You've only seen it like once, and that was with your ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, so it's tainted. <laughs> okay <laughs> Except that <laughs> Alright let's listen to the This is the actual last single we, this is, We've officially gotten to all five singles um, But this came out before she oh. I would say this is also One of their most classically known songs When I come around This is that same chord progression that, What was that band? The Axis of Evil? Mm-hmm this is that chord progression that they do that song about. Yeah. It's been used so many times. It's still used. It's so... God. Dun, 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 dun. And I, I mean, you still have that that feeling with this. Like, oh yeah, that, that nostalgic Green Day. But for me, it kind of... I don't, I don't know. Like... I don't think that the song is bad. 
And I'm not saying it sucks, but I just feel less connected to it. Yeah, same here. Even the songs that, like, I feel like I even feel more connected to the songs I dislike more than I feel connected to this. Just because this song is so blasé. Like, this is the one I probably heard the most. I don't think anything's really happening in it. When I mentioned at the end of the last episode that I was giving you this album, you threw this song at me yeah. in a sarcastic manner. Was, yeah. When I make fun of Green Day, it's this song that I use. Yes. <laughs> so, like, I just don't have that. Yeah, it's just not as. as I'm just not connected to this. I'll, I'll say something positive about it. Mike Dern's bass line is the most interesting thing in the whole song. It's not a bad song. I don't dislike it. Yeah. It's just there's songs I definitely dislike more, more than this. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's just I wonder if it, part of it is because you've heard this chord progression thousands of times. I think it's this may be the song by Green Day that I've heard the most, like really? in, in the world. Yeah. I feel like this is just the most the easiest listening. Green Day song that they have. Yeah, I mean, it, it could just be a female singer with less of a grungy sound. And it has been. And, like, yeah, and worked totally well. Like, I feel like this song, uh, run right here, it's just a radio song. It's just, it's just like a radio song. No other song has that little lick. No. It's almost like this one was specifically written as a hit song. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. And I don't feel like any of the other songs were, were like that. And I could be wrong, but remember? that's what it feels like to me. That everything else was like that they had, and this one just seemed like more throwaway that ended up becoming huge for them. Do you remember the video? They're just like walking around a mall, I think. Not at all. It's not near as interesting. Part of me also wonders if it was written in a almost sarcastic way. Where like they know that this chord progression and the way that it sounds is just been in music for fucking even at this point. You think they were that for aware? Thirty years. I don't know. I do think Mike Dirt seems to be. Is he older? He looks older. No, I think Billy Joe and him are the same age. I think he's just one of those dudes who's always had an older looking face. It's like his bone structure. It's not yeah. that he is. Yeah. He, he doesn't look like haggard. It's like Kevin Bacon. I thought, I've always thought Kevin Bacon just always looked older. Some people just like look like dads. Yeah. They just always look like, like older dudes. Yeah. And I think that's what happened to Mike Dern. But I, I, I could be completely wrong. I'm not basing this off of anything besides listening to him play. I think he's got an understanding of actual musical notation and keys and. Is Trey Cole the baby? He looks like the baby. I don't know. He's not he, sure. He looks like the baby of the girl. I know he sounded like the baby. Every time I've ever heard Trey Cole talk, it was like, "What's going on, man? Hey, I got some weird speech impediment." And I remember, I think in the Kurt Plunk album, you can read a story where they're all the same age. Really? Mm-hmm. I re- remember reading something <clears throat> in the Kerplunk album where it was a fan met Green Day, and they were like, oh, and Trey's always drinking beer, and then Trey was like, actually, I put milk in here. I just I just put it in a beer bottle to look cool. 
Well, so he's just walking around drinking milk all day? Because that's fucking gross. No, I don't think he actually was. I think he was actually drinking beer all day, but... I think it's interesting that... He was making a joke of people doing that kind of thing. So it says that the the members have always been these three, but there are other past members. That there are four past members. Yeah, there was a different drummer before Trey Cool. John Kiffmeyer? I think that's right, yeah. And then it says Sean Hughes and Raj... Punjabi, uh, he you can't even like click on those two people's names, so they don't have like any other credits. They don't have Wikipedia pages. Yeah. But uh, John Kiffmeyer, it looks like <clears throat> best known as the second drummer. What for Green Day? So who's Jason White? Whoa, this he's best known for the Taring Rhythm guitarist. So it looks like they, when they go on tour, because I have seen them perform like on uh, award shows yeah, and things, and, a, and they have more members. Player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that too. So it was I'm, like when uh, Nirvana would have Pat Smear, and now he. And what is he? Foo was, what is he? Oh yeah, he's in the Fighters, the Foo Fighters. He was in the Foo Fighters, Sometimes. and then he left, and now I think he's back. Yeah, and now I think oh, there's three yeah. guitar players at all times. Pat Smear, I'm sure he's such a nice guy, but he looks like a fucking, like, creepo. <laughs> he's a ghoulish man. <laughs> I don't even say ghoulish. He just, and it doesn't mean, like, I don't get the feeling, it doesn't, like, matter what gender or age you are. He just looks like someone that being around him would give you the heebie-jeebies. And I know that there, there's no way that's true. It looks like he's cancer embodied in a physical form. <laughs> I wouldn't say cancer. That's the way I've always seen it. He just looks dirty and like like Can- a scumbag. But cancer is more like death. I'm thinking more just like... Yeah, death. <laughs> exactly. Just like a nasty man. He's a nasty man. He's always looked fucking creepy. Even when he was young. Like when he was in that Foo Fighters, the one with like the Mentos mm-hmm. thing, and he pops up, Big you're like... Me. Ah! <laughs> Who's that guy? He just looks like he... Uh, <clears throat> can, uh, I can't say much because I'm similar, but it looks like he precipitates easily. <laughs> All right, let's listen. You look like you precipitate, precipitate easily. Oh, I didn't know that was going to be a tough one for you. Precipitation. Well, take that drink of water. We're going to... So we can start coming clean. How old were they when this album came out? They were born in 72. This came out in 90. This came out in 94. They recorded it in 93. So they were like 20. Like 21. God. Imagine that's how old they were when they just broke out. Wow. I mean, I know it happens to people all the time, but imagine being. No, I'd be dead if I broke out. If I had access to everything I wanted, I'd be dead. He is, I think he's the only one who's really struggled. Because I think even... Did he? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He's been in rehab within the last, like, year or six months or something. I think in the last Billy? year for sure, yeah. And I for think... what? I don't remember. Huh. I know he has, he's had drinking issues. There, you can find clips online of him being a total fucking, like, mess on stage. Really? Uh-huh. I know that one video where it's like, three minutes?! You're giving me three minutes? 
I've been doing this since 1980-fucking-six. Yeah, they told him they had, like, a minute left, and he was—he just, like, stopped the song and just bitched and then, like, broke his guitar. Yeah, and he's and, like, I'll show you one minute. And, then they, and he, like, takes, like, ten fucking smacks to break yeah, the guitar. He was, I think he, he was fucked up there. Was he? I think so. And then Mike Durant looks over at him, like, after the second hit, and he's like, oh, I gotta do it, too, now. Break, break. Even though he really didn't have to. No. I don't. I've never understood keep, that. He could have just kept playing. Why he do did. you ruin your equipment? It's not really that cool. It's. I mean, unless it's a piece of shit. Yeah. It's not cool to like. No. To just destroy <laughs> equipment for no reason that like someone. I don't know. It's always infuriated me. I've always been like, I would have taken that guitar. You could have given it to some kid. I've never liked when people like. And I'm not saying I don't waste food, but like wasting food on like huge scales and stuff for like ridiculous records or whatever. If you're not putting that shit to use, then that's really, uh, Mm -hmm. it's, I just can't get into what you're doing. Even if you have a point that you're proving and it's cool, it's not cool. It's, it's still like super bothersome (laughs) that you like did something harmful or like super wasteful. I don't know. I broke a guitar one time on stage, but it, but all of your equipment have always been like trash, right? It was an old Epiphone SG. It was just sitting around the house doing nothing. And it was like, in hindsight, I probably could have fixed it up. But it was a talent show. And it was a talent show where we brought out cinder blocks and we lined the whole front of the stage with cinder blocks. Kent was drinking water out of a gas tank or a gas can. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I'm breaking my fucking guitar at the end. And I got to say... We fucking crushed it, and like the whole place lost their minds. And then when I broke the guitar, people grabbed pieces of the guitar because they wanted to take it home. And I knew people that for a long time would be like, "Dude, I still have that part of that guitar you broke from that night." I bet. So it did have an effect. I bet none of that guitar still exists. I bet there's one girl who you don't like who probably still has the headstock. That I do. I don't like. Yeah, it's some. It's our, one of my best friends, baby's mama. Oh yeah! I guarantee she still has that headstock. It's you could also say your ex girlfriend. Yes, that's true. I didn't think of that. <laughs> I've never. I yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but she's never liked me, so I, it's one of those things. She put it in a shadow box and she had it in her room, and I guarantee she's not the type of person to throw anything away. Because I have heard she still has all the pictures of everyone's ass that yeah. took pictures of it. She's not gonna get rid of that stuff. So. I'd actually like to get it from her. That'd be pretty cool. She's not going to give that to you. She should. It's fucking mine. <laughs> She's not going to give that away. <laughs> She's got to look at it to rub a clam. Yeah. <laughs> you did not like that. It's not because I'm jealous. <laughs> grossed you out? It grossed me out. All right. So, um, I don't know how to say this. Do you know how to say this track? No. I don't really know the names of the tracks. Can I look at Amenia it? Sleepus? Amenius Sleepus. Amenius Sleepus. I think it's called Amenius Sleepus. <laughs> I'm on Michelle's mic. Everyone's thoroughly entertained by that. It was fun for me, the engineer. Ooh, you're the engineer. You're the producer. You're We're the- both producers. I don't do anything. Sort of. 
guess I have a hand in, in the content and the music and the fading in and out of the music. You're an engineer by running the music. There you go. Yay! And here's my commentary. I don't have much to say about this song. This song doesn't really have much. It's not terrible, but it doesn't stand out to me. I would That's never change perfect. it to this song. No. I don't. I wouldn't need to skip over it, though, because it's less than two minutes. Yeah. And I've always liked the... I like the chord progression, but like you said, it's just not a standout song. When I think of Dookie, I don't think of... Eminus I almost feel like this is a little look into their future, though. Maybe, yeah. I think this is a look into what they call filler. Not this part, though. That part that we just heard. Oh, okay. That, oh. that was more like progressive in their punk style, yeah, yeah. where this sounds more like classic punk. That did not. I'm just going to let this uh, go on into the next song in right. the end, which is another song that's less than two minutes long. Coming Clean was less than two minutes. Like, <laughs> I really like this. These three songs together are five. is a five-minute song. It's crazy. But yeah, this, I would mosh this. This song has a lot more energy. Because this isn't a song that I would necessarily like. I wouldn't turn it to this song. However... I wouldn't skip this song. I might skip a few other songs, but I wouldn't skip this one. I genuinely like this song. It's the most punk drum beat, I think, in the whole album. And it's really, it has really good energy. Yeah. At I, the end of the album, I would too, mosh, which is like good. I, said, I would, all of a sudden, I think a pit would break out to this song. This is a song that I, like, want to move my arms and, like, And I really, too. I always do this part. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's the most, one of the most punk parts on the whole album is right there. And I like this. Yeah. Percussion and uh, bass. And you hear a little tambourine in there. strong points. That's my mom. In my, my, my mom did the tambourine parts on this album. Makes sense. And then Billy Joe fucked it in the ass. <laughs> and then he fucked her in the vagina. Ugh. Poop to vag, huh? Every time. It's not healthy. It's not a good thing. I bet you can get the norovirus that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What comedian was that? It was Mark Norman who got the poop in his teeth. Oh tent. my god, of course it was Mark Norman. <laughs> of course you knew exactly what I was talking about. I told Mel about it today. <laughs> oh, well that makes sense. Oh my god, Mark Norman, if you don't know who he is, he's a hyster. I mean, for me, he's one of my favorites right now. Comedian, I think he's very quick-witted. He's filthy, uh, very crass. Big fan. He likes to eat ass, and he uh, he's down with butt stuff in general. Seems to be like he prefers it from and, the stories he's telling. And he has uh, he's told a story of him getting like probably like the norovirus. Uh, he got like deathly ill from eating a girl's ass once, but they, he also had butt sex with a girl and felt like something was wrong with his dick and. Went to the doctor and was just like, I think I have something wrong with me. And he gave him pills and stuff, like, just to make sure he didn't have, like, an STD. And came back like, there's still something wrong. And the doctor said, you probably have poop in your dick. And, <sighs> and gave him a pill. So, guys, there's a pill out there that exists that will go to your penis 
and dissolve the poop in it. It's fucked up. That means people have been ass fucking long enough that this is important to develop um, medication for that. And I mean, of course, people have been. If you have a whole people, people have been are, butt fucking since the dawn of time. Men will put penises in any hole that exists. Straw holes, if it's small enough or big enough, whichever way you look at it. Imagine a metal straw, one of those like thick milkshake metal straws. Still for clink, your, clink, clink. Still way too tiny to put a penis in. I don't know about that, Sam. Uh, it's too tiny, too tiny for my penis. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> I know. I'm making sure everyone else knows. <laughs> now, I, I mean, contrary to your belief, there are smaller penises in the world other than yours. I know. I've looked them up. No, it's, it's hard for you to think <laughs> Micro-penises that. Micro-penises are very interesting to me. Okay, so we have... W- so are huge dicks. <laughs> what used to be one more song... Um, because there was a bonus track on this album. The old secret track. But they actually broke it down into two different tracks on Google, which I appreciate because the amount of time, and we had this recently on the Gojira album there. I I mean, it was like six minutes of silence Mm -hmm. before the secret track. Yeah. Unnecessary. It was fun when you had CDs. That's still too long. That's too much time. It, it is, but it was still, I think it was way more of a treat and way more exciting when it was CDs or tapes. Oh, it was. Now it's just like, it just give me the tapes. fucking song. It was never tapes. I'm sure it was on the Dookie album. That was when tapes were still being bought but and was, sold. But was that included? I don't Probably. know. I don't know. Why don't you look it up? I don't care enough. <laughs> How am I going to look that up? <laughs> Was 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 this the bonus track available on Dookie cassette? There you go. Look it up right, while we. That is not gonna. Work. I'm gonna try the uh, stupid phone. Carry on. I want you to be angry on microphone for everyone. Fucking phone. <laughs> All right, we're gonna listen to FOD. I think this is a prequel of what's going to happen to Green Day. Seriously? Yeah. I think he was like, hey, remember when we did that acoustic part? I really liked that. I don't feel that at all. I don't mean the rest of the song. This made me so excited. When I got to this song as a kid, this song was so fucking cool to me because it was just like balls out, fuck off and die. I wasn't used to that. I wasn't used to lyrics that were like that. Yeah, but I mean this section. This section is lame ass to me. I feel like it. It they did it on purpose so they can hit so hard with "fuck off and die." I feel like they wanted the juxtaposition. Yeah, of course. It's still lame to me. <laughs> it's still not like good riddance. It's still better than that. But I see where you're coming from. Anything? No, I really think this is going to be hard to figure out. Were secret tracks available on cassettes? Or did that just start with CDs? If you can't find it, Tom Jeffries will let us know. I can't imagine that they wouldn't... If it was on the CD, I... It only makes sense that it would be on the tape. I don't know why they wouldn't do that. Yeah, this part's awesome. Yeah, I was always so excited for this song when I was a kid. 
To me, this was heavy. It's one of the heavier riffs on the album, for sure. Still, just the terminology. I I mean, I grew up on much softer music that didn't say things like fuck off and die. So for me, it was like a whole new world. Because none of their other uh, song titles are like that at all. In the field of recorded music, a hidden track, sometimes called a secret track, is a piece of music that has been placed on a CD, audio cassette, LP record, or other recorded medium in such a way to avoid detection by the casual listener. Okay. So yeah, definitely. I couldn't Probably remember. started on cassettes. It said vinyl. So Shit, why start on vinyl? I know that there's certain vinyls that, didn't I talk about this on the podcast already, where the needle goes into different grooves mm-hmm. and you can get a different track? Yeah, that would be angering if you really got wanted to hear a song that was just not as easy to get to. Yeah, because like I said this on the podcast last time too, eventually it would get worn out and always go to that same track. It would just, yeah, <laughs> groove right to that heart. Yeah. Ah. Groove it to the heart. Groove in the heart. I'm a guy with weird hair and I'm a lady wearing tights suit thing. So it's time to get to the hidden track all by myself. And this is actually Trey Cool, and I did not know that. I've always thought this was Billy Joe just singing in a weird voice. You can hear the weird like speech impediment that Trey Cool has. It sounds put on. No, it's not, though. Well, that's the thing. It doesn't sound like it's some special voice. It just sounds like someone's making a goofy voice. It's just the way he sounds. (laughs) There's no way that this is not put on. It's a little put on, but he still had that tone, that weird... No one was looking. I was thinking of you. Like, <laughs> it's pretty real. Oh, yeah, did I mention? I was all by myself. I remember I didn't know this was about myself. beating off when I was younger. My sister told me that it was, so <laughs> I knew that it was. And then, I mean, you eventually. All by myself. I love that part. The myself. little high uh-huh. voice. Yeah. I thought this part was kind of obvious. Obvious. I went in your room. I was all by myself. You in the air. Such wonderful times when I'm all by myself. All by myself. Yeah, I love that. Classic song. Classic fucking song. There we go. Trying to get the tone. The tone. You got to get the tone. Oh my God. Rodney. Hey. You got to get the tone. You came back to get your respect. Yeah. Respect. Which is ridiculous because Rodney, everyone respects you. Everyone has always respected you. Hey, I flew in from New York and boy, are my arms tired. Oh, it's classic American comedy. And then Dr. Phil came in and he was like, what did they tell you? Well, I don't got any respect, Dr. Phil. Hey. Oh, I really wanted this to keep going. I, I was sitting here thoroughly entertained. <laughs> like, Most of the time you hate everything I do, so I didn't go on. That's true, but I really enjoyed this. <laughs> this was fun. Okay, so now we're to the point, of the, unless you have something you want to share. 
Well, let me uh, tell you. I want to talk to Dr. Phil again. Well, it looks like you're looking on your phone for something. What did they tell you? Sam, what are you doing on your phone? Yeah, what are you doing on your phone, Sam? Well, I'm looking up Dookie so I can figure out my songs I like and dislike the most. Endless. Oh, you're not looking up pictures of shit? Uh, okay, I've been caught. Hey, he's looking at pictures of poop. Ooh, poop. Hey, I call it poop. What it say dung. Dung. <laughs> say turds. Turds. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like that. That's my favorite. Have you ever heard the Rodney Dangerfield story when he got showed up at his house super stoned late at night after doing the comedy club thing? And he uh, earlier in the day, he had bought a cake. And he goes up to the cake and he's super, you know, he's super stoned. So he's got the munchies. He's like, oh, I got this cake with all those black crunchies on it. Eats almost the whole cake and then starts to sober up from eating a whole cake and then notices, why are those black things moving? Oh, I've, yeah. It was a cake covered in fucking ants and he ate almost all of it. Hey, these are ants. Hey, bro. Oh, God. (laughs) Please do you, Rodney. No, no, that was like piercing. I I hit like a weird tone that I didn't mean to. Hey, hey. Hey, protein. Hey, protein. Hey, protein. His hands give me no respect. You gotta respect your insides. Get your protein. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. I feel like I've, I've many, definitely not shown his How many respect. ants did you eat? Hey. Well, I ate a lot. Dookie. Can we please stop this and get to the point of the podcast where it's time to go over some fucking questions? Yeah, maybe. Some questions for you. You got some questions for me. I got some questions for you. Show me your tears. Respect. <laughs> My Rodney's getting better. Is it? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, it is. So, why did you choose this? Me. Um, <laughs> I answered it earlier. I chose this because I felt like a lot of people feel nostalgic with this. A lot of people our age owned this. I feel like this is just something that we needed to get to at some point. I feel like this is a big part in pop culture. 20 million albums sold. That's big. We've never had a quarter of a million listens in total of this entire podcast existence. Yeah, so yeah. like not a, a, a tiny, teeny, tiny little fraction of that. So didn't we also watch something that had green day on it sort of recently? Cause I had green day on my mind too. I don't remember. And then I was, I was even thinking about choosing this album in the future and then you did it. So I'm pretty sure we watched something and it kind of sparked. I don't know. I've had this on my list of ideas for this podcast since the beginning, because I also knew in choosing this, that this is something that you and I have some sort of history with possibly different, possibly similar. I think, I think it's kind of similar for a lot of people. Like I said earlier, I feel like it's introductory for harder music for a lot of people. Turds. Turds. (laughs) Protein. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what what do I think you thought when I gave this to you? Easy peasy, but also I think that you, because your initial reaction 
did was like a little cynical. So I, I think you, you didn't know you were going to maybe enjoy it as much as you did. Cause you just think of like, most people just think of green day now and they're just like, meh. So yeah, I don't think you were as excited to listen to it. What was your judgment prior to listening to it? Like you said, it could have been an, it's not an easy peasy. It was a, Easy peasy, you know, like what do I think about this at this point? In my yeah, life? yeah, exactly. I you, couldn't remember exactly all the songs that were on it, but I was excited. I was, I was excited to revisit it because I knew it was part of my life at one point. So I was very interested in hearing it as a 34 year old man in quotations. Man, <laughs> I don't know, you're kind of manly, you can like fix cars and stuff. Yeah, man, I can fix cars, bro. And you half-ass most everything else in life. Yeah, like a man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is actually something that we had planned to record a week ago today, but then you needed to get ready to go on the road for the weekend, and then I got sick, and it just we haven't been able to do this. So we've actually had like two weeks to listen to this. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many times you've listened to it? Five. Wow. Three in one day. The day after you gave it to me. Okay. I, I told you, I think that day I was you like, I have to record it tonight. Yeah. And then, and then two weeks passed. By. <laughs> well, and then, so mine was similar because after you told me that I was like, I hadn't listened to it yet. And then the following day I listened to it three times and then I listened to it once at some point and once today. So I also got five listens and I yeah. feel like I, I didn't really need to listen to this. I didn't need two weeks. No, we did, I didn't either. And I would have even been okay with recording after three listens and from one day because I feel like I know it well enough. And I had my my hot take of like, <laughs> everyone is wrong. Well, I'll take it. <laughs> At least by the time that I think people were bitching about Green Day, they, they, I, maybe, and maybe they did have a right to complain. Maybe we all were like they sucked because we didn't know that they were going to suck even more <laughs> hindsight's 20 so maybe that's also part of my my thinking that everyone was wrong and that everyone was maybe just overreacting and remembering this as being heavier than it actually is i mean i had the same thought so i think it's, it's very it's valid a, i think it's a lot of different things but my head also stopped at american <clears throat> idiot me too so hashtag do you know what your least... Oh, well, I guess I have to guess what I think your least favorite song is. Oh, yeah, we're is. back to that, yes. I forgot about doing that. Take a guess, my wife. <sighs> my guess is that it's coming clean because you have been singing it a lot this week in like a joking way. Um, so, yeah, I would I would guess it's coming clean. Uh, I don't remember what coming clean is. I, th- it's, I, f- I think it's the I'm all busted up. That's not that. Mm. That's what I am choosing. Pulling teeth. Okay. What is pulling teeth? That's I'm all busted up. Is it? I think so. I think you're right. See, I can't even remember. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you're right. Well, it was this song. I just had the wrong title. So you were right. (laughs) Yeah, I just had the wrong title. Sidle? I had the wrong sidle title, Toad. 
What? Oh, I wish I was that good. I, I wish I could do an auctioneer voice. I think that of all of the accents and things that I would want to learn, if I could learn to do an auctioneer voice as fast as they can, I would, first of all, be able to eat some tremendous puss. <laughs> Which is not appealing to me at all. So I don't know why I said that. But uh, but the facts are there. I think that it would just be fun. And I can't do that at all. I can't even fake it. Like, I'm awful at it. Do you remember, speaking of auctioneers, do you remember that Hank 3 concert? Yeah, I do. And they put out that album, Cattle, Cattle Calling. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's death metal with just cow auctioneers on it. Do you think that there are <laughs> death metal versions since I listened to this last night m- multiple times because I, for some reason, was really into it last night? Mm-hmm. Do you think that there is a metal version of the Sound of Music songs? Um, probably. I think there's a metal version of fucking everything, and most of the time they're lame. High on the hill was a lonely goat herd. Lay, oh, lay, oh, lay. Did they say goat head? Goat herd. Oh, well, the metal version would be goat head. <laughs> well, do you, I want you to do the metal version. Oh, no, my throat hurts. High on the hill was a lonely goat herd. Lay, oh, lay, oh, lay. High on the hill was a lonely goat herd. Oh, I almost peed myself. <laughs> <laughs> For people that couldn't see, oh. you were literally like. You lifted yourself up like, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's 100% fact that I dripped, but I almost peed myself. <laughs> so, hey, you dripped. Hey. So I guess that's a way to uh, to make me pee myself is to try and make me do my best death metal voice. Michelle, did you pee yourself? <laughs> I'm Dr. Phil. <laughs> is that, that, I mean, he does ask a wide range of questions, so I wouldn't put that past him. Sam. Yes. What do you think my least favorite song is? <laughs> well, tangents. Uh, I'm going to say probably that same song, Pulling Teeth. I honestly have not thought about this part at all. Yeah. It's either that or When I Come Around. No, it's not that. Okay. It's probably Pulling Teeth. You're probably right. I'll, I'll just give it to that because... It, it just sounds so generic. And I, I think I noticed it more this listen, like listening to it for the podcast versus another part in my life. I never realized how just cheap it sounds. Fucking. Agreed. Uh, no offense, Tom Hanks, but it's like that thing you do. It's, I think that thing you do is a better song than that. I do too, but I'm saying like. <laughs> It's technically, when it comes to, like, chords and things, it's in the same boat. Have you have you looked at the picture of Green Day on Google Play? Look at how cool Trey Cool looks. Oh, I've definitely seen that picture before. <laughs> they love eyeliner, except for Mike Dirt. He only thinks it's okay. He's He doesn't wear it all, at least in this picture. He's like, just give me some sideburns. They all, two of them love it. Mike's just okay with it. <laughs> he tolerates it. Okay, so what do I think that your most favorite song is? This one's going to be tough. This one is tough, but I know what my answer is, so I'm interested in what you're going to come up with. I need a second. Can you give me some uh 
Can you give me some thinking music for a second? Yeah. Hey, here's some thinking music. I'm Ronnie Dangerfield with the dick. Gonna go out to the street, and then I'll show the ladies my meat. Hi, I'm Dr. Phil. You expect me to think and not listen to this? All right, I'll try I'll try music this time. <laughs> I thought you were going to like literally do do, 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 do. My guess. I was all by myself. <laughs> Can I do a Rodney Dangerfield version of that? Go ahead. I don't. God, see, I don't even. I didn't think it was gonna be this hard for you. It's because I can't remember what how a lot of these songs go. You go on and cycle through. I have to. Is it this song in the end? Paul, get off the counter. <laughs> These fucking animals, man. Jesus Christ. Is this your official choice? Yeah, I'm guessing that you like in the end because it's punky. I do like this song, but it's not my choice. Okay. I'll tell you what my cho- <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what my choice is. Welcome to Paradise. Really? Yes. That was not gonna be my pick ever. I've always really enjoyed that song. See on it, I would have so up tempo, it's Drums are really good on it. See, I would have guessed like Longview or Basket Case before this, so this was yeah. not. I also really enjoy those songs. Yeah, I'm just saying that this is never. I never would have thought this. I never would have picked this for you. I've always really liked the lyrics. It's for some reason the lyrics actually paint a picture in my head. That doesn't happen a lot at all with any artist. So I just always really enjoyed this song. I still knew every word to this song when I first listened to it again. And you know me, I am not a lyrics guy. What's being said here? Which part? The chorus. No, before that. Uh, I can't remember. Right here. I want to take you through a wasteland. I like to call my home. Yeah, I don't know any of these. I don't know those words. I can't understand what... Pay attention to the cracked streets and the broken homes. Some call it slum, some call it nice. I want to take you through a wasteland. I like to call my home. Welcome to paradise. So I, I have not ever known the lyrics, the the lyrics to the chorus. It's about moving out from his mom's house into basically slums or ghetto, whichever you want to say, and then being scared and miserable at first, but then being it's like, no, I am these people. I belong here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is where I belong. I've okay. always painted that picture in my head. I've just always, I don't know, I've just always liked it. What's my favorite song? Um, I'm going to say that your favorite song is F.O.D. Yeah, you're right. Oh, got it. Fuck off and die. And because my childhood heart just really, really liked this part. Whenever we get to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, and there were there are other songs that I think are maybe even technically better. But with, I'm always, and for me, it's just, I think it's, it's just, I can't pick another one that's my favorite because it's just ingrained in me. It's just burned in me that there's something about this song that it's just so high energy and it's exciting because there's a hidden track and it says, I mean, it stand, it says FOD. So abrasive. Because it can't say fuck off and die. So like for me, it's just always been, for me, like it was titillating it was tantalizing <laughs> and i still just enjoy it I, you've talked about this song before that's why i knew i 
I knew this was your favorite song. This was maybe the first time I've ever been like, I know what Michelle's favorite song is. It's not the first time, but I honest, I didn't know that. Uh, I, no, but I mean, I solidly knew it wasn't a guess. I was like, this is it. Yeah, it's definitely it. Um, how old was I when I first started listening to it? This was briefly touched on earlier. I don't know how old I was exactly when I started listening to it. I know when it came out, I know that I've known this for most of my life since I've been my choosing life. what I like that wasn't chosen by my parents. This is definitely one of those things. It was definitely mid nineties. It was within a year, at least with bef- from this coming out. Yeah. So it wasn't like way down the line. I'm just saying like, it's not that this came out and I was just, I knew about it as soon as it came out. Cause I didn't have exposure to stuff like that. Yeah. And I know regularly. it's, I know it's not my question, but I also want to answer that. Go for it. I know that I listened to this when it came out. Mm-hmm. I remember Bob buying it from on Well, that makes sense. In Greensburg. I yeah. remember where the videos came out. Like Bob had to have it. So that like, it's been in my life since it came out. Well, not in my life the whole time, but definitely had a molding aspect to it. This probably primed me to like the Misfits as much as I did and still do. I feel like when this actually came out, I wasn't living with my mom, but if I was, like she wouldn't have like put this on for me cuz she's even said she really dislikes like alternative rock. Yeah. And like metal and stuff. I mean, obviously metal, clearly. Oh, yeah. But like, she really hated like alternative and like grunge and stuff, which <laughs> I love that shit. So it's, right. it's, yeah. So it definitely like, it wouldn't have ever seeped in from her. She wouldn't have ever like had it on the TV or anything, which I wasn't living with her at that time. So I assume she would have actively turned it off, right? I, yeah, because it just wasn't, it was specifically not her thing. Ugh, she thought it would have been distorted guitars. Well, she just thought they would have been dumb. Like, why, why does he sound like that? Why is he being a dumb punk? Like, why, why is he making that voice? Because it's fun, bitch. <laughs> it doesn't serve the Lord. Yeah, and that's usually fun, bitch. <laughs> Hey, so, it's usually fun. How Tired. did I originally feel about this? I've also completely touched on that it immediately. And I think it was Basket Case. I was just like, whoa, this is new. This is totally new for me as a child. This is neat. I kind of want more of this. There was such an appeal to it. Very much so. Would I recommend it today? Because Green Day still makes music and they make music like they do, I don't think it would be on my list of recommendations, honestly. I I mean, because it's... If someone said, what Green Day album should I listen to, Michelle? Then yeah. <laughs> but I, I just can't think of any real scenario where I would be like, you need to check out Dookie by Green Day because <laughs> most people know that it exists. Most people know Green Day as a thing. They are very integrated in pop culture. They have a fucking, that American Idiot thing is like a Broadway show yeah, or whatever. <laughs> so it's, and I hear it's awful. I can't imagine it being good. Um, would you choose to listen to this again? Probably not. I think it's it was fun in an in a introspective retrospective way. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna put it on. It's it's not punk enough for me now. It makes sense. It would almost. I think I'd almost still be embarrassed. Like I didn't listen to it around lazy when I went on the road, mm. and I almost did, but I was like. 
I still got that tinge of it's still Green Day. Oh, I understand. Yeah. But he probably would have loved it. I know. He probably would have been in the same nostalgic boat with you. Yeah, he's just a little bit older, so it was probably prime for him, too. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Because you and, I mean, if Bob was super into it, what's that, an eight? Eight nine year difference. Years? So, yeah. So he was 16, 15, 16 when this came out? So, yeah, Lazy would definitely be into it. It was prime for Bob. This is what turned Bob down a road of crime. Wow. Okay, so we uh, are going to be having a guest again next on the next episode. Uh, My sister is going to be joining us. She is giving us... The best of the monkeys. The monkeys. The monkeys. Uh, so we will be uh, going down that road. Um, check us out on social media. We're real bad, uh, especially with the videos, Sam. We got to get videos out there. Somebody start donating to me to buy us a better computer so I can get these videos done easier, please. That works as well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, let us know what you think on social media. Rate us. Um, leave comments on what is it? Is it Apple Music? Is it iTunes? What is it even fucking called anymore? I don't know. I don't even know what it's called. Apple Podcasts. But we're out there wherever you listen to podcasts. I mean, you found us today, so I don't know how you did, but we're out there. So just let us know what you think. Uh, follow us on YouTube. We make videos sometimes. And uh, yeah. We'll see you next time, folks. Check out previous episodes or don't. I don't give a shit. I'm a punk-ass bitch. Listening to this gave me my tude. I'm getting rude. Let's get out of here. Bye.